0: Welcome back to the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily and I'm your host. If you are new here, welcome and thanks for tuning in today. As I said, my name is Emily. If you didn't know me before, most people typically know me as a full-time entrepreneur. I design custom figure skating dresses as my business and I also work in sales in eight to five, and I recently graduated from college last spring. So I guess technically I can't say recent anymore, but that's just kind of stuck in my phrase. I guess whenever someone asked me when I graduated, I said, Oh, I recently graduated last May, but I keep forgetting that's almost a year ago. So pretty crazy. Today's intro will be super quick. I'm trying to shorten it a little bit. It's Tuesday night right now. I'm actually pretty tired and per usual, I do try to record this intro the night before just so it's as most up to date as possible. This evening, I did a super long workout and I am pretty sore and tired from it. So, next time definitely won't be doing over an hour of working out like I did tonight. But uh Per usual, I will kick things off with something I'm grateful for, and today, kind of speaking on the health and working out related topic, I am extremely grateful for my ability to just be healthy and fit and be able to even work out. I think that's something that is just super mundane, and I don't want to ever take that for granted because... I grew up as a competitive athlete in multiple sports, but mainly figure skating and tennis. And I think just being active and physical all the time has always been very normal for me. And so I never want to, I guess... Take that for granted. And especially with everything that's going on right now in the US, and obviously, I don't know why I said US, in the world with coronavirus and countries closing borders and things like that. Um, you know, I really do pray for the health of everyone and, and hope that this whole thing dies down because I know it's honestly causing so much disruption everywhere, and even today, the news about Coachella and Stagecoach being postponed, I know that was super hard for a lot of people, and to be quite frank, I didn't find that as much of a surprise because Ultra was canceled, but fortunately, Miami Music Week, which is kind of the base of Ultra, um, is not canceled because there's just multiple events going on and it's not a huge festival, so... I am excited about that because I will be there next week and I am just super bummed because that is essentially what I've been doing traditionally every March and I like to go not only for music week because I'm very passionate about house music and just the electronic music industry in general, that's just the type of music I love, but I also kind of always do a late birthday celebration in Miami. So um, that's kind of where I'm celebrating, even though my birthday was two, three weeks ago. Um, I pushed off my celebration for Miami. So, anyways, to get into this episode, this one is super unique and is going to be the first of a few of what I hope to be um, is like a reoccurring theme of random raw conversations with my actual friends and the reason why I have Dana on this episode today is because she is not only a childhood friend of mine, we've been best friends for 10 years and she's seen me grow up since middle school. She's also the friend that I wrote in her yearbook that I was going to miss her when I moved to California Um, But she's also someone that I still reach out to and speak to on a regular weekly or I guess every other week kind of basis. And she's someone that I specifically go to whenever I want to have a discussion about guys and casual dating. But more importantly... Just, I love to hear her mindset. She's someone that is pretty similar to me in a sense, where she has a lot of alphaness in her. She's very willing to go out of the box. She's willing to think out of the box and most importantly, willing or most importantly, knows her worth and knows when to walk away, knows how to advise her friends to not cry over a boy things like that. And she has really helped me through some of the bigger decisions in parts of my life in the recent year or so, especially with helping me through the thought process of my own breakup of a four-year relationship, as well as just kind of navigating the natural insecurities of being a Female in this generation with Instagram and everything to compare to, and you know, even with the talking stage with a guy or the casual dating, just kind of understanding where you're at, what not to put your energy towards, things like that. She's the person I go to for that, and I love that she is also outside of my physical environment. She lives in Pennsylvania, where I'm originally from, where my hometown is. And she gets to really give me an unbiased opinion every time because I can really give her the true, raw perspective of what's going on. And she will always come back to me with her opinion. And it's just nice to have a friend to be able to give you that, outside perspective because they're always looking at it from a standpoint where as where they understand that you're overthinking it and they give you this just I don't know how to explain it but those kind of friends will always give you just this completely outside perspective not related to how you're thinking not related to how the other person's thinking but just kind of that neutralizer if that makes sense. So I think this conversation is super valuable. I hope you guys like this type of raw conversation. I wanted it to be as close to a normal conversation I would have on the phone with her. And like I said, she's helped me through my breakups. She's helped me through understanding why I don't need to waste time with certain men and and whatnot. And I think because this topic is so... Um, or this topic pertains to so many young women my age in the early 20s, in college, I really wanted this to be a part of the podcast and to be able to share what I've learned from my own childhood best friend um, after all these years and how it can really apply to other things in life. So without further ado, I will just let this conversation flow and let's get into it. Well, thank you Dana for being on the podcast. I know you have known that I was going to do this podcast for quite a while now. Honestly, you were pretty much the person that really helped kind of seal the deal on why I should do a podcast on my own. So I have you to thank for that and everyone else that listens to this now has you to thank for that. So thanks for being on now.
1: (laughs) Yes, of course. I'm so excited.
0: Yay. Okay. So, um, let's just kind of dive right into a little bit of our friendship. How about you share your side of the story on how we met, like, way back in the day. Go as deep and authentic as you want.
1: All right. Let's see here. So, (laughs) it was back in middle school, the sixth grade gym class. And... I only remember this part of the story. This is the first detail that comes to my head now, only because you told me, like, years later, I was wearing a Philly shirt, I think. Yeah. (laughs) I do not remember that detail. But I see you come in, looking all bougie as a sixth (laughs) grader. (laughs) And I'm like, who is this girl? And apparently you were thinking the same thing about me, although I had no clue. I was completely clueless. But um yeah, we kind of hit it off from there, really. I mean, what was it? The next thing I remember is the whole clubbing thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> know. That.
0: I was such <laughs> a wild middle. Grade. And we were like
1: so like mature for our age in a way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, I definitely think we thought ahead of our years when we were what twelve and thirteen it was It was quite a time um, to add into that story. I do remember it's kind of it's kind of funny because it really goes to show that this has been a part of my personality for a while. but I have noted here that in sixth grade, I went up to you. And I think, like, I noticed that you were struggling with your gym locker. Do you remember, like, the gym lockers we used to have? Oh, yes. And I remember I felt so fancy because my brother taught me the rule. It's like you turn it three <laughs> times, then two backwards, and then one. And I saw that everyone else was struggling, and I felt like I could know it all. And I was like, oops, I already know this. And um, I remember going up to you, and I was like, oh, do you need help? And I literally – only went up to you like i asked you if you needed help just because i wanted to be your friend i was like oh my god this girl looks cute like she looks like my vibe i want to be her friend and i'm like oh here's a good excuse it's kind of like when you're gonna try to go up to a guy except this is like me trying to be a friend <laughs> yeah so what a time so that was when we were 12 right so literally 10 years ago
1: yes literally 10 years ago that's actually
0: crazy <laughs> so we've right. been friends for 10 years and i guess just for the audience knowledge too i feel like We went through an off period of, like, not really talking that much, right? Probably, like, more so in, like, late high school through early college. So maybe, like, three, two to three years of, like, kind of just doing our own thing and doing – having our own life type thing, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was
1: definitely when you switched high schools Mm -hmm. and then, like, initially when you moved away to California, right?
0: Yeah. Which is speaking of that too. It's funny because I'm pretty sure it was your yearbook that I wrote when I was 13 yes. in 7th grade and I wrote something like I'm going to miss you when I move to California. Is that right?
1: Yes. And we were we were literally like 13 years old.
0: Yeah. I was in 7th grade and I then. Yeah. And I obviously didn't move until 18, but like, that's five years before I moved that I was like, I'm going to miss you. I know. That's what I mean. We like
1: thought so far ahead.
0: Yeah. And I think in that same yearbook page, that's where I wrote like, I can't wait to go clubbing soon. Like, what kind of degenerate was I?
1: (laughs) (laughs) We were just like, so ready to be like in college from like, (laughs) all from
0: like for forever. We're just freaking crazy. But that's just the backstory on us that I guess I wanted the audience to hear and kind of understand how we we really grew up with each other. Like you saw how I grew up in Denver, Pennsylvania, like the middle of nowhere. (laughs) And obviously seeing where I live now and obviously people over here don't really just no one will ever really understand like where we came from. Right. And like just especially like how life where we are from is so freaking different from where I live now. So it's definitely a good, I guess, um, like way to reflect on like friendship and how things change over the years. But like friendship can still stay the same. So I love that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, so I guess, um, obviously, over the past couple years now, I feel like I've always gone to you for obviously dating and guy discussions, um, just because I'm always the type of person that loves to just ask for outside opinion and then kind of just combine it into my own thoughts. And like we've talked about many times, you're always the person I go to. I always update you on my guy life, especially nowadays, now that I've been single for like six months. <laughs> and um, you're always just like the most receptive, just because I think we are the most like-minded when it comes to guys, or dating, or casual dating, or just, like, how we give off our energy to to men, would you say so?
1: Yes, yeah, definitely. Yes. I think that it definitely helps that, like, not, like, helps, but it's just, like, almost because I am so far away from you, it's almost, like, such an outside opinion. Mm -hmm. Not that it's not, like, slightly biased, obviously, but, (laughs) like... I totally, like, don't know these guys at all, and I'm just, like, so, like, out of the picture that it's interesting from, like, the, because it's completely from the outside looking in, like, I'm not, like, hands-on at all. Exactly. Like, not actually see it.
0: So. Yeah, and I think that's, that's a big part of why I always advise people, too, like, you never want to ask someone all the time that's always within the same environment, because they're always gonna know what's really happening, and then, They always give a biased perspective of it and like I always ask you because a I tell you literally straight up give me the most unbiased opinion do you think this is that or do you think I'm being this and um, obviously I know we kind of come from the same dating background too which I definitely want to get into and then this is kind of why I want to like talk to you about it because I think you just have the best advice when it comes to your mindset not only about dating nowadays but also just like how to have self-worth and just understanding your value as a female obviously you've helped me through a lot of that especially after my breakup so i definitely want to talk about it but um do a little story about to what to whatever extent you want to do of your dating background and kind of i guess i'll do a compare and contrast to how that kind of is similar to mine but kind of share a little bit about your dating background and your history and then that's how we'll i guess move into the current state
1: Okay, so let's see here. (laughs) Um, About, I mean, since when I can remember, like uh, early high school, you even remember the very beginning of it. Like I've always liked the one guy. I started dating him in um, like sophomore, junior year of high school. And then I went on to college and he actually came to the same college with me. And I dated him up until I turned 21, actually. I broke up with him the weekend that I turned 21. And ever since then, it's – I really didn't know, I guess, how I would handle it, I guess I would say, because all I ever knew was the one person. Then I pretty much just started, you know, casually dating – and I have been ever since, and I'm mm-hmm. turning 23 now soon, so.
0: Yeah, and so that relationship was about four years, would you say?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was, like, a solid four-year relationship.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool, and I think I like to bring that up, too, is because, like, that kind of just goes, that gives a little background of, the experience and history you and I both have in terms of like the dating and, and kind of just what we'll, we'll be talking about today, but obviously similar to you, I was in a four-year relationship. And to be candid, you were one of the people, one of the first people I went to, to ask about like how do I go about it? Like, what are your thought process? Like, you remember that time, right? It was like just yeah. about six months ago when I came to you and I was like, "All right, this is what I think I'm doing," um, and I had these thoughts in my head, but. Um, Just kind of like on speaking on the relationship aspect, what would you say is maybe like the number one or top two things you learned from being in a four-year relationship or just a relationship that long and like anything that you would just kind of give as like bare advice to anyone in a relationship and maybe they feel complacent or they feel just, you know, they're questioning it. Like, What are some pieces of just basic advice you would want to or lessons that you learned from it that you would want to share?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing for me was, I just felt so comfortable in it. And I think that a lot of people, obviously, as humans, we like comfort and we love routine. But, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, next year I'm graduating college. And I've still only ever been with the same guy. I've never even looked any other way. And I think that people just feel comfortable and feel like there needs to be some type of like big argument or like someone cheating on each other to like have a breakup. Mm -hmm. When really it could like you don't need an excuse to break up with someone. And I think that that's like the biggest thing that people like the biggest misconception I think that people are just like, well, like he's nice to me, and that's what help like helped me like hold on to him for probably like the last definitely the last like year of those four years like oh well he didn't he's not I know he's not gonna cheat on me so I should just stay with him like that's not Mm -hmm. a reason to stay with someone so ever since I like totally realized that and ever since I realized since I've been with other guys and I've realized like okay wow maybe he didn't really treat me that good it's like what are you really comparing it to type of thing so, it was really it was really eye-opening for me to think think about it and think like I at the time I thought I had it like so good and like this would be fine, but at the same time I was like I just realized one day like just because it would be like fine doesn't mean that that's like the
0: best thing for me. Exactly. And I like that you mentioned that too because I think that's why I came to you when it kind of came time for me to feel that way or kind of pull the plug. Is because I think I remember before deciding to do it, I would ask you, like, what were the reasons? And I think you mentioned along those lines, like, you were comfortable, you were complacent, and even the smallest things. I mean, like, I'm I'm very much open to being like extremely candid and like very vulnerable and open on this topic. But like, I remember you talked about how, you know, similar to me that he didn't come see you that often or something like that in college. And like, you yeah. realized that that wasn't something you, like you just, at that point you started to really realize like, like, you know, what the fuck, like he should be coming to me. Like he should be willing to, he should want to. Um, and then I think, like I said, like that was something that resonated with me was because I would share with you a little bit of similar issues or similar I think like things that were occurring that I used to be just super okay with and then then I started to question it and that's when I came to you about it and I was like I'm not sure how I feel about it and then you gave me what you learned from that experience the whole like you realized that like, you should have been treated better all along and you just finally pulled the plug because you had the balls to type thing yeah Yeah, and I knew that when the
1: time would come, like, I always, then it got to the point where I was, like, all right, like, when I'm going to do it, and I really did do it, like, spur of the moment type of thing, but I realized I promised myself that when I would do it, I would not get back with him. Like, this is it, and I'm done with this, because that's, like, the one thing I'm, like, when I decide I'm done, I need to be done. So that was the other thing, because I think a lot of people try and get back into relationships thinking that it will be different, but nine times out of 10, it's not, I would say.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Something else I think about too is when you said to me, I think probably two years ago now that you said that you learned from that experience as well, is that you just genuinely don't believe people change, right? Something like that? Or just, like, their core character, like, just yeah. doesn't change at this point? Is it something like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I knew that – I don't want to use the word, like, lazy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I knew that, like, our personalities were totally not aligned, and I just wanted so much more for myself. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he wasn't even willing to – like that that's where we are so much alike i think because we are so motivated and like i will bend over backwards for anyone and i will like i don't mind driving two hours to see someone but like i need that same type of energy back mm-hmm. and i think that a lot of times because i give so much energy people feel like they could half ass it with me right. and that's a problem that i've still am continuing to struggle with every day yeah with other with other relationships now
0: yeah. And and I think something else too that, you know, as you were saying that I, I was thinking about is like, I, I'm pretty sure that I always told myself like during the times I, I was questioning things or I was questioning whether I should stay in a relationship and whatnot. I remember thinking about you. Like, I don't know. I, I always just thought about you because I just remember how fearless you were about Walking away or about just not settling and like things like that. And to be really honest, like you were the last person I thought that was gonna like really end a relationship like that because you know, like you dated him since high school and it just kind of seemed like it was gonna happen, you know, that you guys were just gonna like be together. And so to hear your thoughts about like ending it because, or just I just remember you sharing with me over like Christmas break and t- times I used to text you and just ask you for your thoughts on certain things. And you were always just very, I don't want to say strong headed about it, but you were very confident
1: in the yeah. way. And I think it almost helped me when people would be like, I remember when I broke up with him, um, everyone, I didn't tell anyone when I was going to do it. I just went and did it. And then I think I was supposed to go, I think it's like a wedding. I don't know, something with him. And then like my best friend, said to me one of my best friends said to me like oh like aren't you going to like that wedding this weekend I was like no we actually broke up and they were like in shock then it just like spread and I like I told them but I didn't tell I probably waited like a week or two like no one knew and everyone was like oh you know what you guys will get back together though no you didn't you guys will get back together and that almost like put a flame under my ass, like, <laughs> oh, you think I'm that weak? Like, I'm fine, I just went two weeks, I didn't even tell you, like, I'm, I'm good. Thanks yeah. Like, it almost, like, motivated me even more when people were like, oh, you guys will get back together, though, and, like, that's the difference, I think, in, like, my relationship with you, even, like, a friendship, like, a lot of my other friends were saying to me like, oh, like, are you okay? And like mm-hmm. with me and you, it's like a good for you type of thing.
0: Yeah. Which is why I good. I literally, even though you're 3000 miles away in motherfucking Pennsylvania, I will still call you midday while I'm like driving, you know, to and from a client appointment. And I'm just like, yo, Dana. And I will literally talk to you because we have that same energy. And that's why I'm saying is like, after be consistently talking to you for the past like two years now, like back again, I was like, damn, like people need a friend like Dana in their life. Like, you know, I just think that it is true that our energy as females is very different and sometimes overpowering. But at the same time, I think it's so important to have a friend like that because you don't want to always be too like, timid to walk away from a relationship, for example, right? And, like, you're sitting here, like, like I said, you were one of the, the two people, honestly, like, you and my other friend Avery were kind of the main people that really helped me lay down the, like, the law or whatever. Just, I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And I feel like, a big part of it is just because I admired how confident you were to walk away. And you also saying like, you know, I have, this is what I want to do with my career. This is what I want to do with my life. He's not going that direction at all. I don't know why I would be staying there. And it just, it resonated with me so much. So it just made me feel like I really need to share like a repeat conversation of like parts of what I've always talked to you about over the past couple of months, because I think I gained so much from it and I'm sure so many people could gain certain lessons from it too.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So I want to go into, I guess, our mindset of dating. I think that's something we talk about a lot nowadays. Like, you know, just every other day we'll just chat with each other about our dating life and whatnot. But something that um definitely caught me to the point that I remember like I think I hearted the message or it was an audio message from you, but I hearted it one morning because I listened to it. It was like 7 a.m. I was getting ready for work. And you had sent it earlier in the morning because you're three hours ahead. And I remember listening to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, I need to save this." So I hearted it, so like anytime I could scroll back in our conversation, I would be able to see it. <laughs> and so um, it was. It was around the time after ended things with my ex, and I was starting to see a new guy. You you remember who I'm talking about? Yes. And um, I remember I was pretty like unsure or insecure about certain things just because. I wasn't used to having someone that just, I don't want to say he was playing games, but it was just kind of hard to read also because there was a little bit of distance between us. So I remember being concerned about other girls or whether I was playing this guessing game with myself, like, oh, are we a thing? Are we not? Like, it's been a month, like whatever. And I remember you told me about how you thought about it when it comes to other girls. Can you share a little bit about like that mindset or what you typically tell me when it comes to not necessarily comparing to other girls, although it kind of parlays into the same answer, but just kind of how you – or what you tell yourself when it comes to when, – when you start to think about the other people that could be affecting your, like your relationship with a guy or something, or especially when it comes to girls. Like, what is it that you typically tell yourself? Okay. So, I mean, I
1: typically say if – like, for, like, when, like, you, was this when you were all, like, about, like, other girls on IG and everything? mm
0: mm-hmm, because I just, I remember, and, like, it's so funny, this is how honest I am, it's, like, I, and luckily, too, I'm, like, way beyond over it, like, it doesn't matter to me anymore, which is kind of the funny part, it's, like, in hindsight, we're, like, yeah. wow, that was, like, a waste of energy, but, you know, that's why I like these conversations, it's because. But it's not crazy. even a
1: waste of, of energy, because see, like, look at what it, like, taught you, and that's mm-hmm. how I, like, look at everything, I know it sounds, like, corny, but, like, that's honestly how I look at things. Like, it's a lesson. I don't regret the guys that I have talked to. Well, yeah. Well,
0: and regarding him, the the whole IG thing, I remember just because I wasn't sure of what we were because we were like talking or seeing each other for like over a month. And then I also just noticed that, um, I, I don't know why I even did that. It was, that's kind of out of the norm for me but i looked at if any girls followed him recently because and then i saw that he also followed them so that's when i was like um like that just caught me off guard and then i would tell you about it and so what what were some of the things that you told me if you remember like, i would, what, what would you tell say, me i was like emily
1: i mean like he's like pretty much like he's lucky to have you and this goes for anyone obviously mm-hmm he's lucky he's so lucky to have you and if a guy doesn't want you then why would you why would you waste your energy why would you want why would you want him back like it doesn't make any sense if a Mm -hmm. guy's like like talking to other girls being with other girls then like bye pretty much (laughs) okay with it I wish I remember exactly how I said it to you but like
0: yeah, I do remember you saying something along the lines of, as well, which kind of fucking made me laugh so much, but you said something, you know, when it comes to other girls, and I just look, like, I don't even have to, like, look at them, I just know that I'm better than them, <laughs> and right. I just, like,
1: I, oh, that's what I say, it's his loss, it is such yeah. his loss, because I know the energy that I give, mm-hmm. and, like, I know um, 9.95 mm-hmm. times out of 10, it's way better than that, girls, like looks not even a factor like honestly but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just like totally his loss and that's what helped me get through so many relationships that I've had with guys since my uh long relationship like like it's helped me so much like it truly that is so true like you just need to know your own worth and know that just in general like if that it's totally not worth
0: it then. Mm-hmm. And and I like that you say that too, because yeah, to some people listening, they might think that saying that you're better than the other girl is just so like catty or competitive, but we're saying it to ourselves in like a confidence sense. It, we're saying yeah. that like, you know, we, we're not, we don't have to compare ourselves to another girl on Instagram or compare, because we, we both have heard the stories of other girls and our friends Looking at that guy and who he follows, right? Like we've all heard it, yeah. And, and we know that girls do this. Obviously, I was so strict when you told me, like, oh yeah, you told me too. That I asked you, do you ever do that? Like, do you ever look at who he's following or the girls? And you told no. me, yeah, you you straight up no. no. That that never came across my mind. Like that, like why would I do that? It's such a waste of time. Like I don't gain. Yeah, and I've it. yeah I've been with some pretty questionable
1: men that yeah. I probably should should have. I guess you could say been doing that. But, like, at the same time, I look back and I'm, like, that is such his loss. Because, again, like, most girls do that. And here I am, like, not doing that. So, it's, like, it's such your loss. And you could, like, it's not that I'm, like, oh, I'm, like, dumb. I'm, like, getting played or whatever. Like, I'm not – it's not that. It's just, like, you need to have – like, you'll drive yourself crazy. That's what I would always tell you. Like, Mm -hmm. you'll drive yourself crazy if you're, like, constantly looking, feeling the need to, like, wonder, like – and
0: that's totally like he's not
1: worth that no one's worth that if you need mm-hmm. to like wonder like that yeah. don't even bother wondering
0: and honestly that's that statement and that conversation or the couple conversations with you really did get me through just kind of leaving that i don't i don't know like that fling go because i remember thinking like if i have to question what we are and i have to get so analytical about it at this point, I should just let it go because that's his loss. And I remember, I think that's a tough part though, like for myself and for a lot of girls, is just being able to really say with conviction that it's his loss. Because I kind of think that so many girls just kind of, well, I don't know, it's just, it's just a part of the natural societies that we grew up with this slight insecurity that just men have something over us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's why when I heard you just thinking and, and then more importantly, just the fact that you've been my childhood best friend and just hearing that you would say these things, I'm like, well, what the fuck, Emily? Like if Dana's, you know, believing in this and if she's saying it and she's walking away from certain things, like there's no freaking reason that you can't, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. And so I, I like that you, um, that you say that in, in regards to just when it comes to the the girl comparison do you feel like is there anything that you could say kind of on that topic that you think helps other girls like if you could just aside from the fact that the whole you know when to think of like you're better than other people or things like that like what is it what is kind of like the main theme that you would say you would i think that like it's not
1: it's almost like i'm not saying that i've never like drove myself crazy but definitely not definitely not as much like I really am thankful that I have this like personality type that like I really don't feel the need to compare not like compare myself to others but compare myself to other people or like creep into like who the guy that I'm talking to is like following and like looking into the, looking into it that way and like comparing myself to her because it's just like I the the few times that I have done that And I have really compared myself to other – I was thinking, oh, my gosh, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, you are not making yourself happy at all. You're – like, I was driving myself crazy. I was making myself upset. I was so much more negative self-talk. It's like – it's so much better to just (laughs) let it go. Yeah. The second that you need to start, like, that with a guy and think, like, oh, what are we and wonder – that means that you're kind of getting feelings for him. And if it's not reciprocated, like, it needs to kind of, like, you need to tone it down a notch and you need to probably cut it
0: off.
1: <laughs> like, that's that's just that.
0: And, and I agree with you. And like I said, that's why I go to you for just anything guy-related because I know that you have a very – um I guess in a sense, kind of like a cutthroat mindset where you just don't let yourself get screwed over in the long run, I feel like. And I think right. like we both see girls get screwed over all the time. And like, not only do we feel bad, but we want, we want to fire up our fellow females. Like we, we don't want to yeah. see, you know, like we need to like stop letting girls our age think that, you know, men have this edge over us when we can make the same, like we can make the decision like. Like you're dating me, like it's not the other way around type thing. Exactly. So and exactly. I think that's that's a huge thing I learned from you is that kind of going into the next segment is just your strategy, I guess, or how you approach, I guess, casual dating. Can you touch <laughs> can you touch on how you I guess how you navigate it with such like confidence? Cause I know that we talked about before that you, um, you have the ability to be assertive, but then you know how to basically like make the guy come to you. Do you have any initial thoughts or insights on that in terms of just that kind of psychology of casual dating? Yeah. So (laughs) this is hard. (laughs) It's honestly such a
1: balancing act. And I think it's like for some people and not for some people, I guess, I mean, it really is a balancing act. It's, I hate to use the word game, but it is, it is a game. Mm -hmm. I mean, you need to, I always am first and foremost looking out for myself. And I think that that's a flaw of mine because I will, I put myself before I put any guy. And I think that there's going to come a point in my time where I'm going to be like, wow, I shouldn't have done that. Like I should have been a little bit nicer to him probably
0: when it comes to just the casual dating, I feel like you've always talked about like being, for example, I don't know if you care, if you do care, then I'll take it out. But the NFL, no, player. I don't
1: know what, like how, like, yeah, <laughs> how no, I'm
0: very explicit on this podcast
1: Sound right now. because No, I'm very explicit.
0: So, <laughs> so you can be explicit too. <laughs> okay. But, um, I remember we brought this up about the NFL player that, right? Was yeah. it NFL or NBA player?
1: It was NFL. Okay, For both of us. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I remember you. You brought up something. So when he slid into your DMs and whatnot, um, and how the way you responded to it, the way you responded to everything he said to you, and I was telling you that I was not only very impressed, but I was like, "Yo, look, we." we handle it the same way. And I told you that I feel like because of the way you react to like, you know, someone like an NFL player, that's part of what draws you more to them. If that makes sense. Yeah. So could you kind of elaborate on that? Like the way, so how you handle things, not just with an NFL player, like not to make that as a prime example, but just with guys, right? Like we, like, what would you say are some of the common mistakes that girls make? And then what you don't do that allows them to kind of be more drawn to you in your opinion.
1: Yeah, and again, it goes back to the whole, like, they should be lucky to talk to me type mm-hmm. of thing. Bingo, like, I love that. Yeah, that's that's really what it comes down to. And especially with, like, someone that thinks that, you know, just because they're an NFL player or whatever, they're, they play on some sports team, like, I don't care, mm-hmm. first of all. Like, and it almost is, like, more of, like, a turnoff to me when a guy is, like, just thinks that he can get with me so, like, easily that he totally just completely looked past me as a person and didn't even realize, like, how lucky he would be to, to be with me. Like, didn't even understand me as a person, was solely just going off of looks, I guess. I don't know. Or just how desperate he was, clearly. It's not like I have some huge following on Instagram, like, that like I don't know how like it's just strange and that was honestly just such a turnoff for me because yeah it always just comes back to like they just don't realize how lucky they are to have you like nine times out of ten that's what I've realized
0: I like that mindset though do you do you know where you got it from because I do think that's something too that I have ingrained in my head a lot from you is that you know not to be like it's not in a cocky sense it's just in a very like I don't need a man type sense, yeah. I, I guess. And I, and yeah, I, so I do agree. That. Cocky.
1: It does mm-hmm. come off kind of cocky, I think, from like the outside looking in, I guess. 100. But I think it just comes from like the sense that I wasn't stuck that like long relationship. And I'm like, he didn't even realize how lucky he was to have me. And it's like, it's so much easier, honestly, like from being in that relationship. And it gets easier after every relationship I've been in since then. I feel like I have a better understanding of how it's going to play out now. So that's why I always say that I'm not, I never like regret anything because it's such a lesson for me.
0: And I like that though, that, you know, that you have that mindset of not needing another person, especially when it comes to a guy. And like I said, I think I ingrained that in my head because of you that, you know, for a guy that I might've used to envy or be like, oh my God, you know, I'm talking to this guy, whatever. And you and and then i would start to get in my head about it obviously as you have experienced many times i would text you i'd call you i'd be in very much in my head and you had this outside perspective and you'd be like emily it's his loss if he is talking to another girl or it's his loss if he does decide to go with another girl and i think that's something i would hope on every freaking girl that has similar issues when it comes to guys and casual dating yes. and when you're sitting there questioning like whether he's talking to just you or other girls or where things are going, that at the end of the day, instead of asking that question, like, what he's going to do, ask yourself what you're going to do. Like, right. because it's his loss if he doesn't have you. And that's the big, big lesson that I learned from you. Yeah. Sweet. Well, do you have any other, I guess, last-minute tips or advice on or just any basic things that you typically kind of give advice on?
1: I would just say – Keep your roster full. Don't cry over a boy for more than an hour. (laughs) 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 Even that, like, even then, you still need to know he's not worth the tears. Like, I just most recently, sorry to go off a little bit, but um, said was just crying on the phone with my friend, like, oh my gosh, like so upset because I just ended things with this guy that I was talking to for like a longer time. And they were like, oh my gosh, Dana, like you were like, you didn't really like it. I'm like, it's my ego. Like, I'm just like sad that it's ending type of thing. And like, that's what you need to like tell yourself. Like you need to really think of like, why am I really upset right now? As I tell myself. So Mm -hmm. yeah. I love that. Move move on to the next. There's so many people in the world and there's so many other guys that will treat you better or at the very least the equal level, but Fuck
0: you better. I want to quote you on that. You're freaking amazing, Dana. Thank you so much for, seriously, like being an awesome friend to me for ten years, for being along the ride of just my journey of, you know, middle school, high school, when I transferred, when I moved, my dating life, um, my long relationship, ending it, all of those things, and then more importantly, really giving me the I guess the unbiased outside opinion I needed on why I should do this podcast because truly I'm not kidding like when I was on the phone with you in the drive-through Starbucks line <laughs> and I the, I vividly remember it was raining that day I was picking up Starbucks for a co for not co for a client and I was just like talking to you about it and it just clicked cuz you just said the right things and you're like Emily like what like why are you hesitating? Like, you already answered it for yourself. I'm just here telling you now. Yeah. So, thank you for yeah, that. Awesome and people should. I'm
1: so thankful to be here. And I'm so thankful for this, all this craziness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I friggin' love it. Well, thanks so much, girl. And I will probably do like a part two one of these days. <laughs> yes. Yes. We definitely need that. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thanks again. So that was today's episode with my childhood best friend, Dana. I hope you guys enjoyed this fun, raw conversation. Like I said in the beginning, I wanted the purpose of this episode to be relatable, to be something that you guys could actually hear. Like I, when I do talk to Dana, when it comes to just certain areas of life and more importantly, I think at the end of the day, she's one of my go-to's when it comes to looking for a completely outside perspective. I think it's awesome that she's just known me for 10 years. She's out of outside of the California world, which is very crazy as most of you guys know. And it's just humbling to have a friend that will always give me an honest opinion, will always, of course, boost me up, make me feel good, but also really Actually make me become aware of my own flaws and of things that I don't need to be worried or insecure about so Again, hope you liked this raw conversation. If you did, please let me know. Please feel free to DM me directly, DM the podcast, Instagram, and or leave a review. I would love um, some reviews and just for your feedback overall. I'm definitely working on ramping up some podcasts, episodes coming up soon and um, hope you guys are loving it. Please also make sure to stay up to date on our podcast Instagram. You can follow it at what fulfills you pod. Everything is linked in the show notes. And again, hope you loved it. I will catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.